0: Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 50 years of combined experience in operations and management, and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Asset Management Mastery podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery.
2: How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way, while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter RediQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to RediQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from RediQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RediQ.com.
1: All right. Today on the show, we have Guido Nunez. How you doing, Guido? Doing well, Kyle. Awesome. Well, if you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do.
2: Yeah. So I'm located in California. On the professional side, I have a W-2 job, but I also do the investment side as well. I am in about $175 with $8 million assets under management the interview.
3: Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Guido. You know, I'd love to talk about some of the unique things that you were telling me uh, that you did on your 16 unit property. I understand you received some rebates. Tell the listeners how you went about it and how much money you saved. Yeah, it was an
2: interesting story. So it's a 16 unit building in uh, downtown California. It's a great spot. And uh, we knew it was going to be, you know, heavy value add, a lot of work. But, uh, you know, from the get go, I, I got this letter from, you know, the city. Just kind of telling us about the rebate program around uh, low flow, you know, toilets, and that was kind of like the first foray into this whole rebate, you know, world and free money, as I call it. Uh, I Really get excited when I see those rebate letters. Now I went online and, and just understood how easy it was. So you go on there, you apply for it. It's amazing how straightforward the the process is. If there are funds in the system, it'll reserve. Um, it'll give you a ticket for for the reservation, and then you just go, you know, buy the product out of pocket. Once you do the installation, you send the receipts back in to the city, and then re- they reimburse you shortly thereafter. On that program, you know, they were providing toilets for about two hundred bucks per toilet, which was it was free money. We did it about, I think we saved about three thousand dollars on low flow toilets. Total and then we saved about thirty five percent on the water utility that just instantly dropped. We had them all installed now it's like the endless gift, Gary <laughs> you know it just keeps on you know giving us savings you know every month and every year, and beyond that it's also the the benefit uh, the capex benefit that that we now we can advertise eventually when we sell the building that it's a low flow you know building 'cause with that program, we also got shower heads. Efficiency showerhead, so it's an amazing program. I mean, I can go on. I have a couple of tips too. I could you know, share.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you got a couple of tips, say, say you know, to our listeners real quick.
2: A couple of tips that I'll say is the first one is it should be standard with asset management to you know every six months or so. Go on the internet, type in rebates in the city you're in, see what's out there. They're definitely out there. California is a, is a big green city. Go green, and so there's a lot of different types of rebates. Right now they have something around uh, water heaters. They're offering a thousand dollar rebate. That's big. Second tip that I'll give everybody is if you see a rebate that you're interested, apply for it because those funds can go quick. If you don't go through with it, no harm, no foul. You just won't get the money, but at least you have the reservation. And if you do go through with it, you'll, you'll have, a, you'll thank yourself later.
3: I think that's great advice. Thank you. Because I know, you know, you got, there's some green loan programs out there, but not, you know, sometimes you could still get city money. You forget that there, there are other options out there and that's, that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. You were also telling me that you were working with your neighbor to get some economies of scale. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. As you know, when you deal with smaller buildings, you, you lose some of the efficiencies. And one of the main ones that you lose is the scale of efficiencies around, you know, maintenance. So, you know, I learned really quick in this business that you just have to be unafraid to go up to, you know, every anybody and everybody at any time if you think they can help you with your, you know, circle of operations. So, you know, one day I saw a maintenance truck in the building next to us, larger building, kind of approached the guy. And, you know, I found out that uh the guy was the maintenance guy for that building, but he also lived there. So we kind of just talked and and worked out a, a plan where you know, he would take care of non-emergency type maintenance uh, projects for us. You know, after four or on Saturdays, so we were able to batch together and, and knowing kind of what I already pay before that person came aboard, we saved some some monies on that side too.
3: That's great. Yeah, cause even even with a 16-unit property, there there are ways that you can get economies of scale. Yep. So- it's great for people with smaller buildings, you know, just starting out. And I, and I know you, you've got some other ways to increase income. I want to tell the listeners a little bit about that. I just started thinking of
2: how to increase our, our revenue, our top line. And, you know, I went with a couple of ideas. You know, we had a vending machine at one point, but that didn't work out. Kind of, you know, started getting brick broken into. One day, we just started, I just started thinking about pet rent, and how we can kind of follow that path and. We started getting calls when we were putting vacancies out in the market if we accepted pets. So uh, that kind of led us down the path to converting the building, getting rid of all the carpets, putting LPD, or bringing back some of the old original hardwood floors in the building. Ultimately, the pet income, because we charge about $35 a pet for small pets under 10 pounds, was a big benefit to us Uh, on the top line. Yeah, but it gives a competitive advantage in the market. Because what we found through our rent comps, only about half or less of the buildings around us allowed. So every time we put out a market information, we made sure that we advertise pet friendly. From that end, they'll always boost up the number of prospects we got.
3: That's great. And then uh, you were also uh, renting your ref- uh, refrigerators as well?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a funny story. So we, we had a tenant, you know, she got, a, I think, a job offer in Europe. And she just bought a brand new refrigerator. On her way out, she just offered it to me for next to nothing. And I looked at it, it was brand new. And so I said, well, I don't know what to do with it. I just, I just knew it was worth more than $30 than what she said you can have it with. So we had a tenant prospect come in, look at the unit. He saw the refrigerator and it was the first apartment. So he said, hey, you know, can I rent this? So that's when the idea came. I said, sure, I rented it out put it in the rental agreement. And then I, I realized that that w- what we had was a downtown area that was kind of exploding with professional younger people. And they typically in California, you don't get a refrigerator in your apartment and, and this kind of tenant base, they don't come in with a refrigerator, at least half of them. Do. So we just put a kind of a cost menu in there with a refrigerator line on there. And we just started renting refrigerators if they wanted needed it. Of course, the flip side was I had to go find an appliance store that would sell me refrigerators on a wholesale basis, also cover the warranty on there. But all in all, it worked out. It gave us another competitive advantage. Because if tenants leave, they got to buy a refrigerator. That's one thing. And also it added to our, our top line because we were, you know, bringing additional
1: income. How much are you charging for those? About 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 bucks a 20, month? Yeah, about 20 bucks a month. Yeah, well worth it.
2: I agree. I mean, refrigerators basically, it depends on what you get. You know, we usually look for semi-new or, or crash and dent. They'll last you five years plus.
3: I love all the little ideas that you do to the
1: to <laughs> top line. It's great. You know, that's what you got to do. Yep. I'm going to pass it over to Kyle bring us home. All right, Guido. What is your asset management superpower? Great question. You know, I'm
2: going to say versatility. That's not only the ability to kind of pivot between problems and, and opportunities, but, you know, just kind of having the foresight to see, you know, the tenant base and, and to see what else they can need that would be beneficial and also benefit uh, the competitive advantage of, of the asset as well. Yeah, versatility.
1: Awesome. We haven't had that one before, but I think it's a good one for sure. All right. If you can tell listeners where they can find out more about you and what you do.
2: Yeah, you can uh, look, look me up on Facebook under Guido Nunez or follow me on Instagram at the W2 Investor.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Guido, for coming on. We really appreciate your time. For everyone listening out there, if you like this episode, give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow, and we'll talk to everyone next week.
3: Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to QuoteNow.biz and we'll start the conversation.
0: Thanks,
2: Kyle. Thanks, Gary.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Asset Management Mastery Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to assetmanagementmastery.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.